0: Right, another weekday, another Locked On Syracuse podcast with Tim Leonard, Tyler Aki. This is the Wednesday edition. We thank you for listening, as always. We appreciate anyone who rates, subscribes, comments, reviews, any of all that good stuff. You can follow haters us on included Twitter as too. Well. Yes, we love all the haters. Anyone that's willing to provide any feedback, bring it our way in the any of the podcast apps that you listen to. We're everywhere now. If you're ever wondering if you can get us on Spotify or a different... Platform, which I have gone to, to Team Spotify. You made the leap this week. Uh, Yeah, I know you did it a couple weeks ago. Yep. I.
1: It was one of those things where I paid for Spotify, and I thought, you know what? Why not just squeeze the hell out of this towel? All right, like let's just get every single juice out of it. And so I was like, all right, all my podcasts off to Spotify. I didn't. No, no ill will towards Apple Podcasts, but. I just I pay for Spotify. I don't pay for Apple Podcasts, so why not? Why not squeeze the juice out of it?
0: Yeah, that's how I was. It's easier for me to find our podcast or other podcast on when I'm going through the laptop on Spotify. And I found that I sometimes you know listen to my phone in the car, and then I want to throw it on my laptop when I got home. And you'd have to kind of go from where you were on Apple and find it. So. I just deleted that step because I know I always go to Spotify on the laptop. I figured I'd do it on the phone. But Spotify did not pay for that, just in case anyone was wondering. That's just our personal preference, I guess. So recruiting news to get to today on both sports. It's basketball and football, a lot of recruiting news. We'll start with the basketball, and it's a center. Donovan Klingin, a guy that we've mentioned on this podcast, 2022 center. Syracuse was his very first offer out of Bristol, Connecticut, home of Sports Center. And apparently, a really good center in this 2022 class. He's ESPN top 60 right now, not ranked on 247sports.com, but that's misleading because he's continuing to get better and better offers. And he had an interesting chat with Zag's blog this week, one of our favorite guys to follow for some of the recruiting news. And he said Syracuse, Michigan State, and UConn, which is kind of the home state team there are the three teams that have been after him really hard recently. We know Bayheim loves this kid, just from oh, yeah. everything He's we've read about him. He's been on him. him from the start. I, I feel like if there's one guy that Bayheim could get to team up with Dior in 2022, if we could give him some truth serum and say, Coach, who is your top priority? Who's, you, who's the guy that you really, really want deep down? I think it'd be this guy, just based on how often he talks about him and how I think there's something to be said that he kind of feels like he found him earlier than other coaches and he saw this kid and now he's starting to get the buzz that Bayheim always thought he deserved a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's like that if you ever find a musician before he or she gets really big, yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of what Beheim's working with here. Like, he found Donovan Klingin while he was on SoundCloud, all right? And now he's got the chance to bring him to Syracuse because it looks like he is going to be a very, very good prospect based on the offers he's receiving, the coaches that are going after him. And Beheim has even gone as far as to say that this is a guy who could start today for my team. That's what... He was quoted, or he was quoted indirectly, I guess, because it was through Klingon and his camp. Yeah. But that's what Bayheim has said about Donovan Klingon. So when you see that, I don't know if that's more of an indictment on the current centers on the roster, or if that's praise for Klingon. But I'll meet in the middle there, because this is a guy who could be really, really good for the Syracuse team.
0: Yeah. You know, the more I consider what's out there center-wise for Syracuse. You kind of look ahead to these upcoming classes. Mac ETN is the name that everyone's talking about in the class preceding 2022-2021. And then you've got Donovan Klingon, who is the big 2022 guy. I almost, maybe it's kind of recency bias because Klingon has been in the news this week, and we saw this kind of good news to see that Syracuse is after him, and he mentioned Syracuse along with two other teams. I think... It's not really anything we didn't already know. We knew that no, Behan right, really yep. liked this kid. So, but potentially it's a little recency bias. But I looked at his tape even more this time around. First time I'd probably viewed in you know four weeks or something, and I was like, man, I, I think I might even like this kid more than Mac Macietian. No disrespect oh, to Etienne. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like. It's probably a little shocking to some people, but I just feel like his skill set is very unique from the center position in the sense that, and Beheim always talks about his passing out of the double team and how that's kind of unparalleled for someone his age, but he's adding range too, and he's just got more potential, I think, than ETN. And again, if ETN committed tomorrow, I think I'd be as happy as anyone else. That, that'd be obviously a huge, huge get, so I don't consider that anything against Etienne, but i don't know i'm, I'm really high on Klingon, maybe even more than most
1: i think that's interesting you say that because i mean he's just so multi-dimensional you mentioned the the shot is something that he's working on improving and then the passing which is so rare to find in a big man and the fact that he is what is he seven foot seven one so he yeah. can he's a, a good shot blocker and all that stuff too so there's so much that he brings to your team i think him and mac they just bring you different things to your team. They're both very good players in their own regard. And I think this thirst for a big man out of this Syracuse team is what's going to really make a Klingon super attractive to this program. And now the question to me is what happens if Frank Anselm is a lot better than you thought, or let's say they do land Mac. What's Klingon's mindset then? Because Again, that's some of, those are some of the things that he can't necessarily impact or he can't predict, too. He can't go out there and put Frank Anselm in the gym. He can't make Mac Etienne's decision for him. So what's going to happen if one of those variables pan out? That's what's going to be really interesting.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a fun one to follow, I think, because... Just given the fact that Syracuse has been on him since the jump, you gotta think that they will stay in it until the end. And maybe that's some Homer Radio, perhaps, or bias and kind of rooting for it a little bit. And honestly, maybe I just deep down feel a little bit better about Klingon picking Syracuse than ETN. So perhaps that's contributing to my. I think sort I'm of with thinking. you on that too. I think. Yeah. It,
1: I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying syracuse is the favorite or the leader in the clubhouse with any of the three i don't know but it's so I, I do feel a little more of a lean towards klingon than i do with mac Etienne. but yeah it's also like you said a lot earlier for um donovan klingon than it is for mac Etienne.
0: yeah i do feel like yukon is gonna be a tough one to battle with in this yeah. case just because of the home state thing
1: yeah, that and also when you read through the post on Zags blog as well, he says Syracuse has told me I'm one of their top uh, targets. I'm uh, Michigan State's told me I'm one of their top targets. UConn has told me I am their number one target. So yeah. when you phrase it that way, it's it's kind of who wants you more. And it just from reading that, I mean, it's not they're not saying that Syracuse doesn't want him. They obviously do want him. And Jim Boeheim seems to be very fond of this kid. From everything we read, but at the same time, there's a difference from being one of the number ones to actually being number one, so that that whole factor, I don't know if it's going to be what decides it, because again, Syracuse was there from the start, too, so we'll see how all that pans out, but it's certainly... Th- that wording there was not telling an indecision to me, but it was telling in the fact that UConn has a very good chance and there are a lot of things that are, are going to to fall their way during this process.
0: So that's the update basketball-wise on recruiting. Now let's talk some football. Big four-star recruit at offensive back put Syracuse high on his list. We'll tell you all about him. But before we do that, got to tell you about the best place to maintain and repair your car right now. That's by going to rockauto.com. I actually went there this week. My taillight went out, which was unfortunate, in my Jeep, so went to rockauto.com to order it. It's going to be shipped in a couple days, and it's just so easy right now, especially given this time. I'm in North Carolina where the cases are kind of spiking, so even more so than normal. I don't want to go to the auto parts store. You have to deal with the fear of that guy behind the counter on his computer clicking away and saying the price, are you getting ripped off? Is that the best price? You know at rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices every single time, incredibly easy to navigate. I can't recommend it enough. Go to rockauto.com right now, and when you go there, type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. All right, shifting gears to football recruiting now, and the chase for the four-star continues. Great start to the dun, cycle. Dun, dun.
1: Yes, it's
0: it's our favorite thing. Now, I think what will make this a, go from a good class in terms of the national opinion to a really good class for Syracuse standards is if they start nabbing some four-stars. Hopefully multiple, but you got to start with one. And we got some good news on a potential four-star coming to Syracuse this past week. Deuce Chestnut, another guy we talked about, defensive back, who's out in New Jersey. He announced his top eight recently. Syracuse was, of course, in it. And then he talks to Mike McAllister over at 247sports.com, and he tells him that Syracuse is very high on my list, which anytime I see that, I get maybe even a little bit too excited because... He had no real idea of a timetable right now. He kind of mentioned that it's whenever I feel right with the pandemic and everything going on. He said it could be as soon as next week, could be this month, or as far as into the season, which who knows if there will be a season. But for Deuce Chestnut, good vibes to hear that Syracuse is right up there. And this is a strong four-star that has a lot of other good schools in his top eight.
1: When you hear a recruit say very high, and especially when he's got a top eight right now, what does that mean to you? Does that mean top four, top three, top two? I think at least top four. Okay. At least halfway. I think it means top three when I hear it that way. And the way that he is being recruited, it seems to be the mold that we've seen pretty much every guy get recruited. Family, family, family is the thing that's drilled into his head. And it seems like... Even when players leave, they they kind of leave saying the same thing. It was a family culture, a family atmosphere, and they built that. And I feel like I was a real big part of this ohana that Dino Babers has preached. So De- Deuce Chestnut is a guy that can really flip this recruiting class. And again, there's we've seen a, a good quarterback that we like that's coming in. There's some traction being gained on the offensive line front as well, and and Deuce is the guy who you could get on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary, because you're going to need to start replenishing that, that back end.
0: Yeah, so Chestnut... A couple things to note here. One is Chip West is one of his lead recruiters, which makes me feel really good because... They have like
1: a brigade of guys out there. I saw West. I saw yeah. Monroe, Monroe was there, and there was one yep. more coach in that group as well. Well, but I they know have Tony everyone. White. Yeah, yeah, Tony White too. So they're sending the dogs after this guy.
0: Yeah, which, let's be honest here, I don't think that's you could have a better trio. I mean, I guess Dino, but... Taking away the head coach in terms of success recruiting. Yeah, but Dino's wise, like the last boss. Like in the video yeah, game, you right. get you
1: get Chip, <laughs> you get you get Nick Monroe, you get Tony White, and then boom, there's Dino, the last boss waiting for you at the end uh, to to finish up the ball game.
0: Yeah, that that's a good way of putting it for sure. I think Monroe and Chip West are probably the two best recruiters from a position base, not a head coordinator, not a head coach on the staff. And that's just what we've seen over the years. West, we haven't seen as much, but we know when he was at Virginia, he was one-time ACC recruiter of the year, according to 247sports.com. So this is why you bring in Chip West. It's to land a guy like this who's a four-star who has maybe gotten away from you in the past. And the very high-on-the-list stuff just makes me feel like, again, it's momentum building in the right direction for this class you'd think they're going to nab one of these four stars. I mean, they've had a a two-year drought, really, when you look at it from a 24-7 lens in terms of four stars. Deuce would also be the highest-rated recruit in the Dino era. Now, I say that these ratings and everything could change, and they're going to reshuffle, but as it stands right now, he's 327 in the nation in the 24-7 composite, I believe, which, coincidentally, DeVito was 327 in his class when it was all said and done. Chances are he'll probably go off that 327 number, but maybe that's the lucky number for Cuse. Yeah,
1: it could, very well could be. And the the important thing to note here is that he's made a visit. So even though we're in these unprecedented times, there the fact that he has made this visit and attended this junior day in early March, something that he remembers pretty well, is a good sign. Again, you want every advantage that you can get during these strange, strange recruiting times, and that's something that certainly helps out Syracuse. He's he's visited, he's done the pro days, he's met the coaching staff, so that's all good stuff, and hopefully that, that plays some sort of factor in his decision.
0: He mentioned four other schools in this article that have been recruiting him pretty hard. Miami, Louisville, Kansas, and Michigan State. I know Rutgers is also in his top eight, which is the home state school in this case because he's from Camden, New Jersey. Another interesting thing from the article, I don't know if you saw this. but I think I know where you're going. Yeah, well, the Trill stuff, right? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. where? Yeah. Yeah. So he says Cisco and Trill may leave early. Well, no, they. I don't really... think he said
1: may. I think he said probably. Are yeah, going I think to he did early. say probably. So yeah, you're right. When I hear like Cisco, we talked about this yesterday. We think Cisco may have played his last down of football for Syracuse, given the state of college Sadly. football yeah. and the fact that he's got such a high draft stock right now. Trill Williams, I don't think has played his final snap of football for the Syracuse Orange. Now, that being said, I don't necessarily think that he's coming back for a senior season, but I do think Trill Williams is one of those guys who he would benefit from having a season, work his way up the draft ladder, and when it's all said and done, can probably be an NFL draft pick at the end of this season if he does go out and perform the way that we think he can perform. So I, I think that well, – like I, I don't think it was really set in my brain that Trill was for sure leaving, but when I hear that out of a recruit who wants to come in and get this early playing time at, at Syracuse – that's when the gears start turning in my head saying, "Okay, maybe we should start looking into that a little bit more that Trill is a legitimate guy to leave." Like, I've always thought Trill is going to be an NFL draft pick one day, whether it's after his junior year or senior year, it was kind of TBD. But when I hear this, that's that's those are pretty high words coming from high places. When when cuz if he's hearing that, you know it's probably coming from the coaching staff, right? Like that's think, their pitch to yeah. him is the fact that, okay, we need to replenish the secondary because we're preparing to lose two guys. So when I hear that, that's that kind of gets me thinking that, okay, the coaching staff might think that both of these guys are gone.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. I did some research. He's kind of pops up mid to late. Rounds in the draft, occasionally. what is he like? Yeah, like
1: fifth of six, I would say. Yeah. Right now, of course, so much can change right. between now and then. I mean, just look at this year's draft. The number one pick wasn't even on any draft boards. Not saying Joe yeah. Williams about... is going to be the number one pick or even a first rounder, but you can yeah, go from also... not being on anyone's radar to a first overall pick,
0: right? We were talking about how Cisco could drop because you can only really go down if you're Cisco. He, that's kind of what happened to Robinson, too, when you think he was. And we're saying that under the assumption round. that
1: he does not play any sort of yeah, football this season. Right. He's probably not going to rise.
0: Yeah. And I would think if there's no season at all, Trill would probably just come back because he, to me, would. Needed. Or is it one of
1: those situations where you flesh out the market, see what it's like kind of test the Maybe. waters. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of testing the waters period for college <laughs> yeah. football this year. And, and like that comes off as a joke, but I- I'm serious. When I say that, I wonder if that's going to be a thing that we're going to look at for this upcoming season. Is there going to, are they going to change up the rules a little bit because it is a giant unknown?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're on to something there for sure. So Anything else you'd like to add on the deuce chestnut front? I think the last thing I'll say is I'm I'm excited because this is, this is definitely good news. And like I said, would be the highest rated recruit in the Dino era right now. 89.3 overall. No one has reached an 89.3 that they have gotten a commit from or signed in the Dino era.
1: It's certainly a great sign. And I think the fact that he believes in the coaching staff so much is something that's very important because... He saw what they did with Cisco, and this is a guy who can kind of play wherever in the defensive backfield, but he's a little more comfortable at that boundary corner spot, so you need to replenish the secondary. I mean, you've got three defensive backs that really could play in the NFL. I mean, let's not count out Fatou melafon yeah. as potentially being a guy that gets drafted because he's got the intangibles. He's got the stats, too, that kind of help him. He's got the, the physique, too, of an NFL player, so when I see all of that... Listen, this is a team that could lose three defensive backs. I don't think we're talking about a Fatou Malafonwu enough. Now, if there's no season, I don't think Fatu melafanwu is going sure. to the draft. But he's a guy who's comes from an NFL family. His brother plays in the NFL, um, won a Super Bowl, too, I believe, with the, with the yeah, Patriots. He did. Yep. So when you hear all of that, it makes you think, okay, this team really needs to beef up the secondary, especially when you're moving to that 3-3-5 defense as well because then you're really going to need all your ducks in a line in in that defensive backfield, or else things could get a little dicey for you. So the fact that he believes in this coaching staff and the capability of turning him into potentially an All-American because they've already done it with a guy like Cisco and developed him into the player that he is, that says a lot, and I think that's a real, real bargaining chip for Syracuse.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I think secondary of the positions right now on Syracuse's roster, if you look ahead and say next five years, what do you feel best about secondary might be my favorite position group. Can when you look at a guy like Neil yeah, Nunn and I agree, Labrosi, Malcolm folk, I can go on and on. So I'm happy that Deuce Chester. but you need more than just three. You do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially sure. with the the way the system's moving. And hopefully Deuce could be one of those guys. Great name too, Deuce Chester. Yeah. It'll just I like be a it. fun, fun name to bring into the Syracuse football family. So, That's it for recruiting for now. I'm sure there will probably be some more recruiting news that we'll get to later on in the week. A couple interesting things came out yesterday from Syracuse University. Some sort of coronavirus updates to the students, and we'll talk about them because they could have some impact on maybe college football and Syracuse's chances of playing. Okay, before we jump into kind of the COVID news that came out, some guidelines that Syracuse University put out, which were pretty interesting. Just wanna briefly say that some great news came out in regards to Tiana Monakaki, a Syracuse women's basketball star. She was named to the Australian national team, so big props to her. We will get a chance to see her compete whenever the Tokyo olympics are and again i think a lot of people know her story been well documented coming back now officially cancer free but just some more good news for someone who obviously deserves a lot of good news right now
1: yeah it's really cool and everyone i feel like is familiar with the story by now but we should try to get her on the show sometime because yeah she's we awesome she'd be great great personality as well so i i'd love because i mean of all the the stories at Syracuse during my time that's that's on the Mount Rushmore of most fascinating if not the most fascinating story during my time there. So, yeah. especially in in terms of the the good feel good type stories too. It's definitely number 1. But yeah, no, we I I'd love to get her on the podcast sometime.
0: Yeah, she's been so open too about everything and used her experiences to help others. It's Really been amazing to see the support she's gotten from the Syracuse community, but also just how much that she's kind of embraced her chance to sort of make a difference during what was obviously some really, really tough times for her and her family. But look at us she's today. The,
1: just positivity pals. Yesterday we were in the yeah. <laughs> dark clouds, and then today we we're just, I mean, we we're just beams of sunshine today.
0: Yeah, I think yesterday I just... I was so bummed about that college football news and reading that Pete Thamel article. I was talking to my dad who listened to the podcast, and he was like, Yeah, you guys were pretty down in the dumps talking about it, which we just, as we talked Listen, about Listen, don't the show shoot the messenger,
1: Mr. Leonard, yeah, all right? I right. mean,
0: <laughs> we're just radiating what, what Pete's
1: saying, and I guess we are adding a little personal analysis as well. Sure. So. Yeah, no, I mean, we're just kind of telling it how it is, honestly, because that's that's how we feel. We're we're not sugarcoating it one bit. We're not we're not putting any any spice on it either. So that that's just how we feel. And it's good to have a little good news today. Look at that. We we've talked about two recruits that might come to Syracuse and and now we're talking about Tiana or are, are we going to piss on this now? Are we going to are we just going to yeah, ruin I think we all are.
0: positivity? Yeah, we have to talk about the Syracuse University stuff that came out yesterday, and it's kind of an email they sent out to the students. This is sort of raining on the parade here, but what they said in the email is that gatherings of 25 people are not allowed to—I think gatherings of 25 people outside of central New York, basically, right? Right. Is well, that... no, it says
1: Syracuse University will, will require students to limit gatherings to 25 people.
0: Okay. And that's right.
1: not yeah. leave the central New York area this fall. Those who violate the Stay Safe pledge could be referred to the Office of Student Rights and Responsibilities for a Code of Conduct violation. So there's a new handbook, it looks like, that is being installed for this 2020 2021 school year.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll have the anonymous hotline, like what the MBA is doing. Um, Would you, I'm snitch, sure they're... I I need to know.
1: Would you snitch?
0: Yeah, I'd snitch. I You'd mean, snitch? I on, think I would is, too. Like this is for the I better mean, of a of Yeah, the country, exactly. really. Exactly. And and
1: okay, so let's say. Okay, uh, let's throw out a hypothetical here. I'd like right? to think
0: I'd snitch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let's say, alright, Syracuse, let's say they get college football going, but these regulations are still in place. Actually, no, let's scrap college football. College basketball's going, but these regulations okay. are in place, alright? And you see, and Syracuse has overachieved, and they're a five-seed in the NCAA tournament. They're getting ready to go out to, I don't know, Boise, Idaho for the first round.
0: Wow, we're really going hypothetical <laughs>
1: here. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and you see Buddy Behime in a group of, I don't know, maybe 50 kids, and there's oh, some, man. some scandalous activity going on. Well, Why do you got to pick on Buddy? I, I mean, I just picked, I picked a player. I picked a star. Fine. you want it to be joe gerard you want it to be you want it to be I'm alan griffin i uh so yeah what What are you doing
0: I, that's a tough one that is really are you gonna rat out the 49 other day.
1: kids and, and just let, let buddy kind of slide by the wayside
0: honestly that's where my syracuse basketball fandom and cheering for them might might blur the lines i i am gonna decline to answer that question and i i, I just don't know i mean that's a, that's a tough one you posed it what would you do that's a tough hypothetical
1: in that situation i'm probably ratting out the 49 kids and i'm letting buddy slide <laughs> at I least lost. Yeah, yeah yeah no i he's I too am. important yeah
0: we haven't uh we haven't had enough success recently as as a basketball program for to i mean that's like That'd be Frank Howard all over again. But, it would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which which would be too frustrating. So I couldn't put up with it again. Right. Well, you know, the big thing from this sort of alert to the students is you're not allowed to leave Central New York area this fall. To me, we did sort of put college football of the fall to bed yesterday on the podcast, and I think a lot of people are starting to come around that. That's but 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 Tim Leonard.
1: I will say this: Did you see the, the news vaccine. that came out? The the, yeah. the positive first steps from a vaccine. Yeah. Listen, and, and on top of that, you saw I think it was Monday. The CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield, say, if everyone could wear a face covering over the next six weeks, we could drive this into the ground. Well, six weeks that gives me that gets us on time to start college football. So yeah, if you're seeing well, these no numbers one... go way down. Listen. Right. Wear a mask. All right. That that's that's our PSA right here. We yep. at, at the station, the radio station that I work at, ESPN One Thousand down in Chicago. We have one of our hosts, Tom Waddle, former Boston College Eagle receiver, former Chicago Bear receiver, and his big mantra is this: If you want ball in the fall, wear a mask. If you love ball and you want to see ball in the fall, wear a mask. And I'm gonna one up that here for college basketball because while. We're pretty much putting an axe in college football. This very well could bleed into yes. the college basketball season. If you want to see jumpers in January, if you want to see dunks in December, wear a mask.
0: Yeah. No, you, you're right on there. I, I think it's great that the CDC director says that, but I also, being down here in the South, I see way too many people that aren't abiding by it for me Let to me give a personal really anecdote here. Yeah, so my it.
1: cousins live in France, and their town. Their town is about I want to say two or three thousand people, but it's it, it's it's uh, in a kind of a hotbed area of France where this has this virus has run rampant. Their town has zero cases, and because the the way that the French schooling system is set up, they their school goes late into July. My cousin is going to school, in the building, no mask. Doesn't need a mask. You know why? They wore wow. a mask early on, and yeah. because of that, they're gonna have ball in the fall, probably. All right. And listen, they they, already they had some sports, yeah, they've had probably. soccer, they've had whatever. They're they're having ball. All right. If they were playing football, they could play ball this fall. They could play basketball this fall. But here in America, we've got some hooligans out there who want to be macho men and don't want to wear a mask so just saying if you want to see sports you want to you want to have a chance to change history and really just watch the underdog overtake here wear a mask all right because it doesn't look like we're gonna have football but if we all wear a mask and we all kind of do what's best for the common man here then we then we have a chance we have a chance
0: Look at us making it positive. The vaccine—I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad you did. Uh, that's that's a positive thing. We said yeah, I don't think it's, a medical miracle. Yeah, and that, I
1: don't think the vaccine is something that would change the outlook for college no. football because it's still in its clinical phase right now, and there's still another big step that it needs to take. But the early returns—I mean, it looked like Dr. Fauci said it's a it's a good sign so far for. Yeah for this vaccine. I don't think it's going to impact college football at all. And to be honest, I don't think it's going to impact college basketball at all. It's going to take a community. It's going to take the greater people, the greater good, if we want to see these sports come to fruition.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we can end it there on a half full note for this podcast. I'm, I'm glad we came around after being come on you don't want any you don't
1: want man. any thunderclouds before we get out of here come on no exactly <laughs> Nothing? if we keep
0: talking about this stuff just then it's one probably come gonna on. go downhill no i i am cutting you off i think we, all right we hit a high note it's like Apple. i said yesterday
1: optimism america's
0: greatest superpower <laughs> yeah well i don't know what we'll be talking about tomorrow you have any ideas i think recruiting will probably be Oh Making we'll talk recruiting news, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sure
1: th- we'll we'll have more college football news and everything. It, it, listen, we live a day-to-day life now, Tim. We we've yes. got we've got one what? Day we got baseball. Tomorrow marks the or no, no, no. I guess that's Thursday. Thursday marks one week from baseball. So Wow.
0: Yeah, how about that return of tiger woods this week too yeah I'm about you, want, that. you want to do yeah. some golf picks tomorrow let's do some golf picks tomorrow we might have to the way this is trending so be on the lookout for that tomorrow we will be here regardless in your podcast feeds because we're here every single weekday so we appreciate you listening sticking it out for some positive reinforcement as we end this podcast but follow us on twitter at lo underscore oh we got the
1: twitter game too
0: We'll, we'll go over oh, the results right. of the Twitter yep. game tomorrow. That, that, that's another segment. Boom. We're just, I mean, this has been a great end to the show. We just got to go love out this. on a high this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All Too right. Tyler, I'm Tim, and we will talk to you tomorrow with some positivity again. Wear a mask.